the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you have joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives. Folks, thank you for being with us on our show. Uh, we're going, um, Blaine is back. He came back from his vacation, so he made it mm-hmm. safely. Hope you had a great time down there in Mexico, Blaine. Great, great time. Great time with old friends. Man, we're happy to have you back. And Ed, you're always looking good as ever. <laughs> well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, folks? Tonight we're going to have a great topic. It's it's going to be on two two topics actually, but it's all in one. So mm-hmm. it's called the effect of prayer and provisions that God um, gives to us. So, you know, Ed, um, uh, this week with the homeless out there, do you have anything that you might want to bring for the people about some praises that you've seen this week? Uh, well, <clears throat> actually, okay, nothing comes to mind right now, but. It was a it was a good time. We had about what about thirty five people yeah. come out, um, and we're seeing new faces out there. Absolutely, and uh, so it's it's kind of like we're starting all over. You got to introduce yourself and start uh, helping lead them into the fact that they can trust us. Uh, some of the others trust us. If you ask, uh, I was talking to a young man and talking about trying to get him into. Uh, a situation, and then I looked at his eyes, and he's obviously been on drugs. So I asked him, I said, "What do you? What's your drug choice today?" So, so he told me, and you know, <laughs> it, it sounds funny, but it's that's the trust they have in us. Yes, right. they know we don't condemn them. They know that we don't uh, squeal on them. And uh, but it became kind of an interesting conversation after that. But. Uh, it, it just sometimes is surprising. And like I say, we're getting new faces out there now, and uh, they're kind of standoffish. So it's kind of a – we're kind of back to where we were. we got to uh, draw these people in, get to know them, let them find out they can trust us so we don't judge them. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're, there, we're there to get them into the kingdom of God, and so we don't judge where they're at now because God doesn't judge where they're at now. Absolutely. God opens the doors for them to get into the kingdom, and we're supposed to usher them through. 
I love to hear that. And you know, and it's so true, Ed, there is a lot of new fo- uh, folks out there. There is a lot of new faces that we're seeing. Um, I'm grateful that the ones that are got into housing and that, you know, are again provided. We had um, a couple that we know that got put into a housing. They went yes. up to Escondido, actually, and they're living up there. And mm-hmm. we met a gentleman from another agency that we worked together and he was helping them to move all their stuff and move them up to, to their new place. Um, so we gave them some clothes that they needed some extra clothes and that. So we brought that down to them. And we folks, we've been we known these people for Laura and um, James for like uh, two and a half years. Mm. And um, and it's just so good to see them trans transpire, transpire from one end to another end. And now they're off the streets and they're so happy and they look really good and. And, and you know, I, I think about the couple of years back and what I first met them and where they're at now. Um, I think we all grow. It, you know, not only they grow, but I see us growing, too, because we're – yes, go ahead, Blaine. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Ed. You know, you brought up something here I think that we need to explain. Uh, we talk about getting people off the street, and you don't just walk up to them and say, hey, we got an apartment you want to come in. Right. It takes time. Yes. It takes time. We've got to find vacancies. We've got to find something within their uh, financial range. Uh, so it takes time. So you were talking about working with these people for two years, and sometimes that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the doors are right open. They just walk in. But th- this is long-term stuff. This is not just we're going to go out, feed them, clothe them, put them in a house. Right. We're going to feed them and clothe them. Getting them in the house is going to take some time. Absolutely. And, folks, it's not only about helping them in that, that, that provision. That's, a, that's awesome. But the main thing is getting them to know God oh, and man. having that relationship. Uh, we said our prayers with them. They were thankful. They were happy. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Laura jumps right back in there, and she gives her prayers back. And it's just just to see them grow and see all that, that is very heartwarming for me to see all that. And I'm just privileged to be out there doing God's work because this is where you folks are, where folks that you get to see God. And I know mm-hmm. I see God in a lot of th- things. I can see him out in the earth, and I can see him all around. But especially when you're working with people like that and you see them grow from where they were at until now where they're they're going and where they're going to be it's just all all you know all inspiring to me so you know um blaine i'm glad to have you back um today's topic i know we got some good ones i'll go ahead and lead us off guys and then we'll <laughs> we'll work our way around um again it was the effects of prayer and provision um i had mine based on matthew 7 7 through 11 i have a few scriptures that i have on prayer and i and i wrote down here but i'll just go ahead and i'm going to read uh out of the matthew chapter 7 verses 7 through 11 it says keep on asking and you will see what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you send, excuse me, number uh, verse eleven. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you good gifts to those who ask? Mm-hmm. Uh, I and I love that because um, I wrote a little thing down here, and this is what I wrote. God invites us to to humbly bring all our needs to him in prayer. But as you make your request, remember to offer thanks for what he has given to you. 
And you know, and when we seek and when we knock and when we ask, there's a part of there is believing, and you know mm-hmm. that God's going to provide. It's called Jehovah uh, Raj, uh, excuse me, Jehovah Jireh, mm-hmm. and that is God is the provider, and I really believe that in my heart. I have James and James one six that goes on, um, with that um, along with that, and I'll read that to you because it's really important that you have uh, the faith. And God tells us this, and in James one six he says, "But when you ask Him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person would divided loyalty is a unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind." So, we I wrote down here says believers should pray without doubting, and and yeah. and, and, and 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 that is because we know God's going to provide. And I think we become a stumbling block is when we don't think that God's going to provide, and then we start trying to improvise and try to start taking care of things where it kind of interrupts his plans. So something to think about. I also have James 4.3, and I wrote that believers should pray with right motives. That's what I had down in there. But in James um, James chapter 4, verse 3, it says, And even when you ask, you don't get you don't get it because when you ask, wait, excuse me, let me start this over. And um, in verse 3, it says, And even when you ask, you do not get it because your motives were all wrong. You want only what will give you your pleasures. So, you know, then again, we got to make sure that it's in tune with God. Mm-hmm. And when we're asking for, you know, it, it's something to be where you're hungry and you don't have nothing you ask God for. But there's a difference is to say, hey, God, you know, I seen that guy driving by in a nice Challenger. Can I have one of them, too? You know, so let's kind of see, you know, where we're at and with our beliefs and prayers and our, and our right motives. And then in um, John, First uh, John 5, 14, 15, it says, believers should pray. I wrote this down. Believers should pray according to God's will. And in that one, I, and, there, and there it goes. It gives you the, 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 what I was just talking about in Matthew. So, um We'll go. I won't read you that scripture. And you know, provisions is a great thing. This is where God. That's where the start is, right? It's prayer. It's with God, asking God. Can you're with that relation with God? Hey, God, meet my needs. This is what I is. This is my motives. This is what I'm praying about. Okay, this is where my faith's at. Now, provision. I wrote. This is why I wrote provision. God wants to provide what He what we really need, whether it involves simple. Supplying needs for life and shelter are granting forgiveness of sins and salvation through Jesus Christ. There's a couple of provisions there to be asked for. A lot of people think it's only what your needs and wants are, not whoever thinks about sin and salvation, right? So I think that's good. I have in Luke 12, 20, uh, 22, 24, um, if you would like to go into that one, um, I can tell you what that says. And um, here it is. Let me get that, folks, real quick for you. And 22 to, excuse me, 22 to 24. And it sets here and states, says, I'm going to be reading out of Luke. And it says, then, turn to, then he turned to his disciple. This is Jesus saying this. This is, what, this is why I'm telling you not to worry about every, everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food, your, your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They do not plant or harvest or store food in barns, yet God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so God, and, you know, so I wrote right there, since God provides 
for um, for the birds, he will provide for us. That's what I wrote because I know he will. Second Corinthians nine ten and eleven. It says, I wrote this down, God provides the means and the powers for our growth. And that is our growth is, you know, growing with God, seeking his will, seeking his direction, seeking his way, but on the same token, asking for what we need to be strengthened in um, in our walk. If there's things that are trying to hinder you or if there are things coming against you, give it to God, let God and you get over that hump. I mean, that that's a part of growing as we know. And then in Ephesians 1, I had 6 through 8. I wrote down, God has provided a way for us to be forgiven. You know we can always go to God, and he's always going to forgive us. He He loves us that much. I think it's the hardest stumbling block is that people think they sin too much for God to forgive. And my sin's greater than anybody's sins. I like looking back at the Old Testament. Look at David. Mm-hmm. A man of God's heart. That's what God said. He's a man of my heart. But look what he went through. He he killed. He sent a man. He he lusted after a guy's wife. Had had with her. Sent him to the line to get him killed. I mean, so when we look at God and we ask God, we when we ask when we look and see God, what He has forgiven, we know that He can cover any of our sins. It's He. It's hard for Him to believe that He loves us that much, even though who we are. And I think if we get past that um, hurdle. I think our walk is a total different walk with God. I think we start seeing him in the light that what he is and that. So, um, and my favorite scripture was in Philippians um, 4, 6, and 7. And I would like to read that to you guys, if I may. It says, don't, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can't understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And guys, that's what I had where God was putting me on with my prayer and provisions. And I would just like to see where God spoke to you. And I know what he's provided for me. I know where I've been in my walk. Um, Blaine, you know we grew up together um, yeah. in school and that. Um, I had a quite a different life than what I have a life now. I think... I think there was a reasoning for that, um, I so that I can understand others when they come up to me and share and and for this ministry. So I'm going to shoot it over to Blaine and Blaine. <laughs> let's jump right in. I was going to shoot Dad, but I Ed gave to, me the look. You know, so, nah, don't send it this way. I get to jump right in. Yeah, um, you know, I, I just love sitting here. As I tell our audience all the time, I love being in this radio room with these men and spending time in ministry with them. Uh, I just want to add a couple things. I, I'm just uh, both Pastor Ed and I, you know, as, as, as uh, Pastor John's going through scriptures, we're over here just going, amen, amen, amen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little, it's, it's not off topic, but it's just adding to what you had to say, um, John, and what you had to say, Pastor Ed, about, you know, you had mentioned earlier that we build a trust with those. We build the trust with those out on the streets. Um, we build the trust uh, with our own relationships, our family and our friends. And as we see God working and moving, answering those prayers, maybe not in our time, but in his time, he answers prayers. And what that does is it increases our faith. And we start believing more and more. And then we start believing these scriptures that, you know, if he cares so much for those sparrow, Brother John, um, he cares so much for us, folks. So I just want to add one scripture to what John read earlier. And it comes out of um, Psalm 103, uh, and it says, it's Psalm 103, verse 11, For as the heavens are high above the earth, 
so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. And also 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions mm-hmm. from us. You know, the Bible does mention that his mercies are new every morning, folks. We know that uh, a lot of our bad decisions, you know, they can hinder us, as they can hinder our prayers. But we do. We look at David. We look at Gideon. We look at the entire Old Testament, and we're like, wow, um, we are not perfect. Uh, his mercies are new every day. But i got to tell you guys, you know how I like to coach our audience. I know that when I go, go before God, you know, I know I'm a sinner. We all know we are. It's just the way it is. I like to just start my prayers out with, Lord, you know, forgive me of my sin. You know, just put it behind me. You know, I don't want it to hinder my petitions that I'm trying to give to our God, our Father, from my heart. But my scripture for the day is a very, very um, popular scripture. It may be one of the most popular scriptures in the Bible, um, but it is a, it's the prayer of Jesus. And he says, this is how we're to pray. And, of course, we call it uh, the model prayer. But there's some very good keys in this, you guys. And so I'm just going to read it. And I'm going to start at verse 8. I'll end at verse 13. I am in Matthew chapter 6. Um, Jesus speaking said, Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need uh, before you even ask. In this manner, therefore, pray. So he starts, you know, Jesus is coaching us. Our Father in heaven hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forget our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I think all of us could just say amen, amen to that because God gave us this model prayer. He said, you know what? I'm gonna, I've got you covered. He didn't say, give us this year our daily bread. He said, give us this day. And so I got to tell you guys, you know, I do like to experience my, or, you know, share my experiences being in Africa and different places where we count on a lot of things here, guys. But when there's folks out there that really don't really know where their food is going to come from, uh-huh. they have faith, man. They have faith beyond measure, and they're asking God to provide, and they are believing that he will because of the scriptures you read. God said he's going to take care of us. And so I love this scripture. I love the scriptures you went over. And, and I, just, I just want to say, you guys, in, in John, Pastor John mentioned it earlier, that when we pray, you know, we got to pray according to his will. He says according to his will. But um, we are, as you said, ask, seek, and knock. We, we have the opportunity to lay everything down. We, we know that his will is that none should perish. That's the will of God. Yes. Um, so as we're praying for our loved ones, you know, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Don't get down on him because he didn't answer, because he's working so hard on your loved ones. Just as you were saying there, Pastor Ed, that when we're out there with those folks, we get to pray for them every week. They, they, they don't even know what it, prayer is That's or right. the Word. And it, it's God himself, by his Spirit, is changing those lives. Keep praying. Keep trusting you know, I got a lot of prayers. I, I we've met a lot of people. Pastor Ed's got a couple years on us, but I, I know that I've met people that have prayed for a loved one for forty years. Um, and I won't even mention me, the names, and I can't go into that story. It'll take too long. But it was one of the most faith building stories I've ever heard of a man praying for his brother for forty years. His brother said, "Don't don't ever come to my home again and talk to me about Jesus. Otherwise, you're not welcome into my home." But So this man said, you know what? I'm going to love him, right? Jesus loves a sinner. 
But this man, this man prayed for him for 40 years, and that brother that didn't want nothing to do with Jesus came down with cancer, accepted Jesus, and studied the Bible for about a year, Praise came God. to know him as a Savior. So keep on seek, asking, seeking, and knocking, brothers and sisters. Um, stay in this word because it gives us the hope. Jesus is Lord. He's, he's, he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. And we just got to keep asking. You know, I love that, Blaine, and that's what it's all about. God, uh, God says, don't, don't give up, don't yep. stop. Just keep, keep a praying, keep a believing, and 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 God's going to provide. It's, um, and that's what it's all about. It's about letting God have control and letting us let go of the steering wheel and letting God mm-hmm. do it. We can stay on course, right? We we know when we're going to hit a high, we know when we're going to hit a low because that's the way life throws at us. But you know what? It's when you have that relationship with God. It's when you give it all to God and you let God direct it. Like you were just talking about. I, that's that's beautiful, Blaine, that a man has that much belief in God and faith, mm-hmm. knowing that God's going to change that man's heart. And then God just – and we got to let God do it in his timing. Amen. We, we want to jump in there. We want to push him and say we want it now or we need this or we need that or that. But we need to get let God do it in his timing because there's something in there for us too. And God, I'm sure, Blaine, there was something in that man, what he seen, what God was telling him too, and also reaching out. So there's always something there for us. And that's yeah. what I love about the provisions and prayer and, and the motives. What we have, is it the right way of motives? And, and will God pray? This is the thing that God is, it's, it reminds me of tithes. Test me. We're, we're asking God in faith. There's a difference. But God, you know, but that it's that faith. Where is your faith? Um, mm-hmm. Some might say, I have a lot of faith, but do you really? So, I mean, it's just a little thing that we check in with ourselves. Ed? Yeah, I was going to take a little different uh, approach. I wanted to look at maybe a little more of the uh, spiritual side of God providing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I talked about how uh, they trust us out there because we have a history of uh, not condemning them in their in – their, uh, the things you're involved with, and and actually being friends with them in spite of all of the things that uh, you wouldn't think would draw you to them. And what what brings what brings us together out there? What gives trust in us is our history. Yes, we have a history of uh, working with them and uh, knowing that when they talk to us, it's just between us. I think when you're talking about. God providing for our needs, you got to go back and look at the history. I'm going to be in Nehemiah, which is kind of a funny place to start when you're talking about this, but I'm going to look at Nehemiah, and you remember in the Old Testament, uh, they didn't have the Holy Spirit, so everything had to be visual. Mm-hmm. So um, Nehemiah chapter 9, I'm going to start with uh, verse 19 says, you in your great compassion did not forsake them in the wilderness. This is talking about the Israelites as they're leaving Egypt. It says, the pillar of cloud did not leave them by day to guide them on their way, nor the pillar at night to light them on their way in which they were to go. Well, today we look at that, and God is still providing our direction. Now he divide, uh, provides it through the Holy Spirit. And where it was visual in the Old Testament, now it's spiritual. And you have to have that relationship with Christ to hear the direction he's taking you mm-hmm. and to know what what he's, uh, what he's his plan for you is. And 
So that's true today as it was then. So God has a history of that. Listen to the Holy Spirit because he's been guiding people mm-hmm. since creation. And it goes on to say, uh, you gave your good spirit to instruct them. And again, the Holy Spirit is there to instruct us. Uh, Moses talked directly to God, but there were a lot of the prophets and the men of God that that uh, were the were the mouthpiece for God. Mm-hmm. He spoke to them, and they gave the word, God's word, out to people. So their instructions came from God. If we listen to the Holy Spirit, our lives we get instruction for our lives as well. And. Uh, in verse 21, it says, For 40 years you provided for them in the wilderness, and were not, and they were not in want. Now, I love this next sentence. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet swell. Mm. <laughs> he took care of them physically. He took care of their needs for food, for clothing. They had nothing to worry about, yet they complained. <laughs> but still, God provided everything. So when you look at today, what do you need? Not what do you want, but what do you need? Because mm-hmm. God's going to provide it. Yes. Now, God knows what you need, but sometimes he wants that relationship. He wants to talk it over with you. Yeah. So we, when we have these needs, we need to go to him in prayer and just tell him, hey, um, you know, my, I've got holes in the bottoms of my shoes. Uh, how about a new pair of shoes? And we've run into this out there, too. Yeah. And we've even had people we, we take off, off their, their shoes, shoes and give them to the homeless. And socks and uh, yeah. things. And, and now, you know, it might sound pretty bad, but they're, they're not dirty socks and stuff like that. But, but, but my point is, God has a history of taking care of us. You can go back from day of creation until today, and you see this over and over and over where he's provided for all of our needs. Yes. And probably the biggest need we had he provided for us, which was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. With the Holy Spirit, we have direct access to God, whereas in the Old Testament, they had to go through the prophets and those people to do it. So uh, with that, I'm going to close out. Now, John. I, that is the way to end the night. Folks, I am so glad that you joined us tonight. We're so humbled to be with you tonight. Uh, Lord, um, we just thank you, folks, and i just like to give a shout-out to Javier from Sombreros, thank you for uh, helping us feed the homeless. We got Kim and um, Anna, thank you for Goodwill. Man, you really help us supply the clothing for them. They're really grateful for that. Stephen Forsythe from the Oklahoma Western Church, hey, thanks, Steve, for helping us. And Tim and Jeremy over at Skyline, hey, thank you for blessing us so that we can bless others. So, hey, folks, uh, again, we thank you. If you'd like to give us a call, you can give us a call at 619-715-6915 or go on Cornerstone Transitional Housing. Well, God bless every one of you, and I hope you have a good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. 
That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.